Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stibben Zhang Show, episode 63, another UFC fight night, Eric, in this week's episode. A lot of uh, good fights happening in UFC fight night in London, England. Uh, a lot of British fighters, a lot of Englishmen from the homeland. That's where the ancestors are from. But before we jump into that main card, as always, roll it! Welcome back to the Shibin Zhang Show, episode 63. Like I said, UFC Fight Night in London. We're talking about the main card. We're going to give you the odds and the bets and our predictions, our thoughts. A lot of important fights, a lot of good fighters, uh, a lot of uh, importance when it comes to the standings uh, in their respective dis- uh, divisions. But uh, nonetheless, let's jump into the first fight, which is a welterweight bout. Eric Gunnar Nelson, uh, I believe he's from Iceland. Iceland, yeah, and versus Takashi Sato. Um, Gunnar Nelson, the favorite here, almost a four to one favorite. Uh, and Takashi Sato, a plus 290 underdog. Man, Gunnar Nelson, even though he's almost a four to one favorite, Eric hasn't fought in two, over two years. 2019 yeah. was his last fight when he lost to Gilbert Burns. Um, he's fought a lot of good people, you know, he lost to Leon Edwards, lost to Gilbert Burns. Um, so it's been two years now. Um, I guess he took a little break, or I'm not sure what happened, but uh, this guy is a wrestler slash jiu-jitsu specialist. Uh, most of his fight wins come from sub- a submission, uh, not really a big striker kind of guy. Uh, that's why Takashi Sato, it's fair to say he's the better striker in this uh, in this bout. However, um, I like Gunnar Nelson, even though um, even though he's not big a striker. Takashi Sato, too, also has good takedown defense, over fit, like around 50%. And so Gunnar Nelson's still going to be looking for takedowns. Um, Takashi Sato might stop a few of them, but he might let the one or two that might lose him the fight. This is a three-round fight, of course. And so, um, yeah, usually when I see wrestlers in three-round fights, I tend to go with them because they stick to their game plan, take them down, get ground control, and that pretty much wins you the fight. Uh, Gunnar Nelson, I don't know. There could be a stoppage here. Um, There's a good chance Gunnar Nelson gets attacked here in the first round air good chance he might get dropped by takashi sato it's been two years who knows how he's coming out out of the gate in the first round if he's gonna be you know slower than usual um takashi sato like i said great striker um he could land some good punches here in the first round but then again if gilbert burns can't put you out in the first round like we saw in that Gunnar nelson burns fight in the first round he he had Gunnar nelson on the ground he could have finished him but he couldn't uh, Gunnar Nelson was sticking around. So if Burns can't put you away, don't think Takashi Sato is going to be putting you away. Hopefully, I don't eat those words up. But I'm going to go with Gunnar Nelson because I know him better. I like his fighting style. I fought him a lot, Eric. Actually, in UFC career mode uh, in the welterweight, he was my arch nemesis. So I know all about him. How annoying he is on the ground. Took me down. It's hard to get it up from him. And uh, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to go with Gunnar Nelson. I'm going to say. Most likely, like I could see this fight going to a decision win, but I can also see a I don't know maybe rear naked choke in the second second round or something like what like that when Gunnar Nelson gets his game plan going uh, with the takedown. So I'm gonna go with Gunnar Nelson, even though those are some whopping odds, uh, four to one, Eric, almost. So I'd be if I'm like if you if you got money and you're you're looking for an underdog win and you're looking to profit, Takashi Sato could be a good uh, good bet here. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, for this fight, Takashi Sato has four fights in the UFC. Um, 
two of them are submission losses and then two of them are TKO slash KO wins. So you could see what his weaknesses are and his advantages are. So obviously we know he has knockout power. He's a striker, right? And on the other hand, you have Nelson, who's basically kind of his kryptonite, someone who can wrestle and then finish you too with uh, a submission. So the thing with Gunnar Nelson is the only thing that really scares me is the two and a something year yeah. layoff, right? Because when you're a fighter, you have to be active because once you you leave for a bit, we've seen that with so many fighters. They leave and they come back and they're just not the same because you, like you can spar as much as you want, but you have to be active, you know? Yeah. The more active you are, the better, like, being active it makes such what a What we saw with Colby Jorge, active exactly, versus exactly. unactive. Exactly. And then even, uh, I was going to use Conor McGregor as an example, but that's completely yeah. different. Yeah, well, he's injured right now. Exactly. Cut him but slack. The thing with Gunnar Nelson is, if you look at his previous fights, man, he fought Gilbert Burns, lost, right? Yeah. And then lost a very close split decision to Leon Edwards. Leon. The thing with Leon Edwards is, we know he hasn't lost in like years since Kamaru, he, he lost Kamaru years ago now, but yet he's on like an eight, nine fight winning streak. Hasn't lost in years. And uh, Gunnar Nelson almost beat him lost by submission. And uh, just by looking at the numbers and everything, you can see that uh, Gunnar Nelson was taking him down. Didn't land a lot of strikes, but the takedowns and ground control, that's what Gunnar Nelson does. So for a three round fights for a three round fight. And like, usually in the UFC, we've bet a lot, like, we know that it's so much safer and so much more likely for the wrestler to win than yeah. the knockout. Like, but the thing with Sato, Sato is not even a knockout, knockout artist, but usually nope. go with the, the wrestler. And especially a wrestler that can submit to that, that's huge, right? So uh, that's why I'll, I'll be going with Gunnar Nelson. Yeah. Um, I think I, th- I think it's pretty f- fair because uh, even before that, he beat Alex Oliveira, who we just saw, what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, a couple weeks ago, just lose uh, to Kevin uh, Holland. Yeah, and we know that um, Alex Oliveira is a ground guy too. So mm-hmm. um, the fact that uh, Gunnar Nelson was able to submit Alex Oliveira is pretty huge too. And then um, before that, he lost to Santiago um, Ponzibio. 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 We talked about him a while ago too, but that's when he was on his super hot streak. So yeah, it's pretty fair. So I think Gunnar Nelson really needs this win to get his career back on track. You know, and uh, I think this this fight was set up for him to win, right? Because it's in the UK, right? Yeah. Is Iceland in the UK? I think so. What? Iceland's not, Did you just it, say? It doesn't count it as, as being in the UK? Is it not like Wales? What's part of the UK? The United it's definitely not Iceland. I'm pretty sure United Kingdom's like Ireland and all that, but... Okay, okay. okay. Whoa, Maybe not Iceland. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I'm going to... That's an outrageous... What is that? A geography lesson? Yeah, 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 that's on me. That's on me. <laughs> Iceland um, is in he the UK. No, I'm pretty sure he's from Iceland. I remember seeing Iceland. Um, okay, but wh- wh- whichever country, because I don't think they would have put him on this card, because they they wanted their UK people. That's why. So I'm not sure if he's. That's why I'm a little confused. I don't even know if it's in the UK. No, Iceland's not in the UK. I don't Iceland think so. No. No, I no. 100, it's not in the UK. It so is it's not part of the. No, it's not. It's not. 100, it's not. I'm just saying. Um. Okay. I'm pretty, it might have been like sovereignty state uh, of the United Kingdom, but I don't think okay. anymore. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. I'm, okay. I took back the claim a while ago. I don't I'm want to sound saying, like an idiot. You're the idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying that to say that. Um. The UFC. What they like to do, especially, um, they stack this card with a bunch of UK fighters, right, on the main card yeah. and everything. 
and they want those guys to win, obviously, in their mm-hmm. hometown. Well, yeah, because they don't have a lot of good uh... – UK doesn't have a lot of good stars, right? In the UFC, they don't like they're trying to grow their yeah. They're trying to grow, and they're a huge fan base, right? The UK is a huge fan base. Like the amount of love that fighters get from the UK is incredible. Just look at Michael Bisping, who's American, well, American, but he's from the UK, so he gets so much support. You see Darren Till, how much support he got when he was on the rise. Um, so yeah, Tom Aspinall, who we're gonna talk about too, it's gonna have a lot of impact. But yeah, um, I don't know if we're gonna. We're gonna talk about Darren Tillbaum. It's kind of sad that he's obviously he's on this card because he's still training. Yeah. But uh, when they do these cards, especially in England, Darren Till's always there. So. Oh yeah. So it's kind of sad that he's not, but it's for the better because he's training with Hamza right now, and he's gonna come back. I love it. Stronger than I love their friendship. That. I love oh, this Darren Till Hamza. It's, it's so glad to see Hamza has somebody. You know, yeah. that that guy needs another like a number like this is a great duo, great duo personality. Exactly. Them and Bisbing, like get Bisbing in there, get those yeah. three going. <laughs> uh they're hanging out and what he like. Did you hear that? He was driving with yeah, them. Yeah, and then he's going crazy and, and Hamzat's going crazy. And he's like, <laughs> Stop like the car. Stop the car. And then he's oh. like, What the fuck is going on? And stuff like that. Um, I oh uh, that comedic duo and yeah it sucks Darren Till's here but there's a lot of good fighters on this card oh, no, no, um, sure. and sure. like uh, arguably we'll get to Arnold Allen like arguably Ar- Arnold Allen's the best what UK fighter right now I would say in the oh, UFC because yeah. um, he's 8-0 he's undefeated and the way he just keeps getting better we'll get to him but um, we gotta talk about another oh, Englishman <laughs> Englishman right um, Patty Pimble, what's that middle name again? Or uh, I think it's Patty the Batty, yeah, Patty the Batty Pimble. Oh, man. Um, the lightweight bout on the main card. Good for Patty. Is was he on the main card? His live, okay, so last time he fought, it was what in October, I believe. Uh, it was during um, the summer, it was during the summer. No, was it not October when he was on that big English card with Aspinall? Aspinall, what was that card there with Darren Till when he lost exactly. to Brunson? I'm pretty sure that was, was he not on summer. that card. Yeah, he was on that card. Yeah, he no, was. I think it was in October, man. Uh, yeah. Pretty I'll sure October. Uh, I could be wrong, now. but... September 4th. Okay, so yeah, September 4th, October. So yeah, Patty um, got a knockout. He was looking for a knockout. Not really a knockout artist, more of a jiu-jitsu guy, submission yep. guy. Um, crazy uh, submission guy. And so if you see some of his highlights. And he wanted a knockout, got his knockout in the first career fight. He's facing Rodrigo Vargas now, Eric, but Man, Patty is coming in, Eric, at a whopping four to one favorite. Yep. That is crazy. Obviously, the stardom that's carrying with him is carrying with the betters too. And in Vegas, a four to there's no way Patty should be a four to one favorite yeah. versus any. I mean, first of all, we know he's a submission specialist. <laughs> yeah. Um he, you know, he can get the crazy flying arm bars. We know that and everything like that. But we've also seen him get dropped a numerous amount of times. Um, you know, in the in the in the in that last fight, he got dropped in the first round, I believe, or something like that. Uh, even in his other fights across the world, he's gone uh, dropped too as well. And so he has a good chin. We know that he has a good chin. He can withstand that. Like he gets up right away. Yeah. Uh, but he exposes it. Right? And he leaves yeah. it up and uh, he gets chinned and, you know, he likes to skate. He likes to say, you know, like scousers don't get knocked out and no. stuff like that. <laughs> you know, um, scousers don't get knocked out. And um, yeah, we know that. But 
there's a good chance like any anyone that could just clip your chin and end it. So if, being a four to one favorite, man, that's crazy. Uh, I'm looking at Rodrigo Vargas if I'm betting or so, but it's not going to change my decision on who I think's winning this fight. I think Patty um, has the tools uh, to 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 use uh, to his advantage. He's got the grappling, and we know Rodrigo Vargas has a problem with grapplers. Uh, he's not really that good uh, in defending them, and so. Um, that's why I'm going to go with Patty because he has his submissions. He can, you know, we've seen him strike. He could strike, land some hits, grappling too. And um, yeah, in the UK fight, I'm saying like any decision with a UK fighter, if it's close, they're going to get it, right? They're going to get it. I really believe that. I really think the UFC wants to grow their UK fighters. So if this goes to decision, um, I don't know. This is a three fight round, right? I'm not sure if the Arnold Allen, if that's five or not. Not sure. Didn't do my looks. If Arnold Allen and Dan Hooker are five. Not sure. Can you check that? I'm not sure. Actually, I'll check that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Rodrigo Vargas plus two ninety five underdog. He's still a good yeah. prospect in the UFC. Still twelve and four. Um, even though some of the fighters he's been there, if you look at his fight record, not that impressive. Not really any yeah. big names. Um, and you know, so he's lost a couple too to some not that big names. So not really impressed with this guy. He's the bigger guy. Uh, but still, I'm going to go with Patty here just because he has more tools to use to advantage and grappling. I really think he's going to utilize to give him a win uh, yeah. if his decision or he decides to end him submission. Mm, you know, it could be around one submission rear naked choke. I'm not sure. Uh, but I'd be looking at submission. I put a little money, too, on submission. If I, I think this fight's going to end. I really think Patty's going to he's going to end it somehow. Yeah. Uh, with submission so i think uh maybe round one two round one or okay. two submission rear naked choke i think okay yeah so obviously i feel like we're super excited for this fight uh patty patty the baddie he's been hyped up by the ufc literally before he even fought once in ufc he's been hyped up yeah the ufc has they have wanted patty for so long when he was a cage warrior champion all that because obviously he has he has he has everything you know he has the stardom he's got the voice you know He's got the character and even the fighting style. Obviously, um, he, he's just one of those guys that will put it all out out there. Um, he's gonna he's gonna go toe to toe. And in his first fight, um, as you said, chin up the whole time, got 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 clipped, but um, he outstruck his opponent. Obviously, he's a, 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 it was the first fight, so his opponent wasn't that good. And yeah, that's, that's how it usually is. So, um, it it, it, it was kind of weird because when I was watching, I was like, wait. Isn't this guy supposed to be the favorite? Like, isn't he supposed to be the next supposedly Conor McGregor? So this guy chin up, you know. But he is a he is a jujitsu guy, so that's not even his main thing. So the fact that he's able to knock out his opponent is a is a bonus, right? And he even said, "Oh, I'm not a scouser." And he said he's not going to change up his style. He said he's going to keep his chin up. So I don't know how effective that's yeah. going to be. I hope, I hope he actually changes it because he's like, "Oh, it's been working for years." But I understand it's been yeah. working. But twenty fights. Or what's he yeah. saying? Like 20 fights have never been knocked out. <laughs> and then, but like UFC is different, man. Like these, these people in the UFC are like, once you climb up the ranks, like there's some dangerous people. That's there. why. So, yeah. He's got to wash that chin. At least like tuck it in a bit. Like just get ready. Like don't like you, you're going to get clipped. And you just don't want to get dropped. So um, I, I, for this fight, I'm still going Patty the Batty Pimlet. Um, I, th- as you said, I think he's going to get the finish because, He's going to be in England. The, all the fans are going to be there. Like, most of his, like... It, I think he's looking out, for a finish. Yeah. It, it's sold out in minutes. Like... Yeah. Like, especially especially with Patty there. Like, because Patty, even before joining the UFC, he was selling out arenas all the time. So, he was a huge star, right? And, obviously, his look, too. 
gotta get a haircut, but whatever. <laughs> Bro, do you see how like crazy he looks when he cuts versus how he looks normally when he's walking around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bro, when he's like walking around, he doesn't look like he belongs in the UFC. Exactly. Like, you're like that guy fights in the UFC, especially he's at lightweight at 155. Big face, you know, yeah. chubby cheeks. Because you know, he, he he likes eating like shit when he doesn't have to fight. Yeah. He loves McDonald's yeah. and stuff. So, oh. and then when he cuts to lightweight 155, man, shit like jaw yeah, you know exactly. I, he's got the jaw uh the, the uh yeah he's got the skinny got face the yeah exactly yeah so, he's got the definition it's funny but uh the thing with this fight is um i feel like patty's gonna get the finish uh, i believe it's a three-round fight right um yeah. i think he's gonna get the finish he said oh it's not leaving the first round he said the first fight too and it never left the first round so i feel like it's not gonna leave the first round, but i feel like it will because like a lot of fighters just say it I feel like Patty's a man of we're all all him accountable. I'm gonna say first round submission, Patty the Batty. Give him like a guillotine or uh, maybe not. Like no, maybe not guillotine. Arm arm bars. Or I feel like you're just gonna want to knock him out because obviously getting a knockout finish is way crazier than like a submission, right? So, yeah, but he's also got to think about the win, right? He's gonna do what he does best, which no, is he, not knocking people out. But I feel like he's an entertainer at first. You know, he's an entertainer. Yeah. We'll see. I, I hope he gets I'm, I'm betting around one or hopefully around two submission rear naked choke or something. Uh, but yeah, it should be entertaining. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see that guy fight again. If he gets clipped, man, if he gets clipped again in the first round and gets back up, and, pff, that guy better work on that chin. <laughs> it's a good chin. It's a good chin. He just yeah. needs to tuck it. Just needs but, to tuck it. But I feel like it's going to be a show regardless, right? He's going to yeah. put on a show. It's not going to be one of those, you know, if you're watching Patty the Batty, it's not going to be a boring fight. It's not going to be like a technical. No, no, no. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. <laughs> no, maybe later down the future, but not right now. Uh, next fight this is a good fight. This is a one of yep. the great fights on this card, Eric. A featherweight bout between the Englishman Arnold Allen versus oh, yeah. the Australian or New Zealand. Uh, they're the same, whatever. Dan Hooker. Yeah. Uh, Dan Hooker making his first appearance in featherweight air for what? First time since, what, six years ago? In, Seven years ago? Yeah, a while ago, yeah. Something like that. One Okay, so the betting. Arnold Allen, Eric, at one point was the uh, underdog, I believe. But now he kind of has evened out with Dan Hooker. He's under 104. Dan Hooker's under 121. Man, I should have bet on it. I should have bet on Arnold Allen when I had the chance, when he was a favorite or underdog. Uh, but not anymore. So, Eric, hmm, this is an interesting fight. This is an interesting yeah. fight to analyze. You got Arnold Allen, who's been rocking at featherweight. He's 8-0 in the UFC right now. So he's undefeated in the, uh, in the UFC. He's got a 17-1 record uh, all time. Uh, Arnold Allen's a great kickboxer. His striking, yeah. Eric, has looked phenomenal. It keeps getting better and better every fight uh, he finishes. Uh, of course, he has no career KOs. So you might think, oh, you know, he doesn't punch that strong or whatever. No, he's got power in his hands. Um, he's just more of a technical striker. He loves technical striking. Uh, it's been one of his assets. And it, the fact that he keeps getting better, it's scary. Even though he doesn't have the KO power, he's, I still believe he has the power, right? Even though he hasn't knocked any, anybody out. Yep. But he can dice you up, man. The body shots, your head, the chin shots, uh, the jab. Um He's getting really good at it, and he's very disciplined too. So he doesn't make many errors uh, when it comes to you know bad head movement or you know if he slips the wrong way and gets clipped or something like that. Uh, so that's really important too. And for a guy like Arnold Allen, 
who differentiates himself from Dan Hooker because of his head movement. We know he has great head movement. Uh, Dan Hooker, not so much. And so um, this is a great opportunity for Arnold Allen. He's 8-0 in the UFC, Eric. If you want to talk about beating a big name, Dan Hooker's the guy. Dan Hooker has fought some big-ass names. He's, yeah. He is a big fighter in himself. And so if you're able to beat this guy, uh, get ready to jump up the standings because that's what's going to happen. And so um, I like Arnold Allen, honestly. Um, you know, he's got wins over some notable – he's got wins over Nick Lentz, uh, Mac Juan, Amrick, uh Amir Khani, Gilbert Melenez. Um, so, you know, he's f- being some good guys. I trust that he's going to be ready for the biggest uh, fight of his career now. Yeah. And uh, on the other side, Dan Hooker, listen, we know he's the striker, kickboxer. Uh, he's going to have the size and reach in this fight, but it's the weight cut. It's the weight cut, Eric. It's always weight, when, yeah. when these skinny guys from 155 decide to go down to 145, like already Dan Hooker's a skinny guy, right? Uh, and I'm not sure like <laughs> how that chin's going to go because we've seen him get clipped. Yeah. Uh, and so how's that chin strength going to be when he goes down to 145 when it's real skinny? And, um, you know, because he sustained a lot of damage over his career. And uh, so I, I, I'm interested to see how it is at 145 versus a guy like Arnold Allen, who's been fighting at 145, uh, been conditioning at it, used to it. He knows what his body's limitations are. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We know Dan Hooker loves the guillotine chokes. He's got a few guillotine chokes on his uh, resume. And uh, it'd be interesting to see if he tries to utilize that. Uh, he's got good, good techniques. Uh, he catches opponent's chin when they're, when they're open. Uh, like Arnold Auer, not really KO power, but he clips the guy's chins, they fall. Uh, but he's not really that guy who could just, you know, knock somebody out with a clean, clean, uh, he's, he's really got to hit your chin. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see if that weight cut yeah. affects, uh, the way he fights because Dan Hooker's a great fighter, but man, Arnold Allen is also a good fighter. Like I said before, he could be the best UK fighter right now, uh, in the UFC. He's eight and zero, and he's only looked better get uh, every single fight. So. He was the fa- underdog at one point by a lot. He's kind of evened out now by with Dan Hooker. I'm going to go with Arnold Allen. I'm going to go with Arnold Allen over Dan Hooker. Uh, decision win, I would say. Decision win, yeah, Arnold Allen. I, I, like, I like Arnold Allen. I really do. I like Dan Hooker, too. It's just the weight cut and dropping down versus, you know, if it was maybe anybody else, but Arnold Allen, the way he's fighting right now, uh, it's dangerous. He is a dangerous striker. And so is Dan Hooker, but. I'm going to go with a guy who's uh, like high car of France and Cody Garber, you know, going to go, going to go with the guy who's been yeah. in the division longer and knows what's up. Yeah. I was about to use that as an example too. Cause yeah. Because <clears throat> remember we were talking about Cody, the weight cut, yeah. his chin's probably get, his yeah. chin was already soft. And now it got even softer. And then we saw what happened. Right. So uh, for this fight, I understand the weight cut and everything. The only thing I, what it's cause Dan Hooker has been at this weight before. Right. But he's a yeah. long time ago. Though. He's gonna be a really big 145 though, because he's obviously he's six foot, right? So a mm-hmm. 145 who's six foot, like and the even at 155, he looks taller than most of these fighters. Like I feel like he's taller. Like if you're telling me that Max Holloway's five eleven, there's no way like Dan Hooker's gotta be six something because like this guy is tall, you know. So um yeah. I mean, with this fight is Dan Hooker. I, I I've been following Dan Hooker. Like I know I've watched most of his fight, like especially in the last few years, right? Um there was a time where Dan Hooker six was a feet. rising star. Yeah, he's six feet. He, he's listed at six foot, but I feel like he's just feel like if you watch him. Play, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a long neck. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but he's just he's got that long neck. 
his arms are like I don't know what it is, but he just looks like very tall for one even at one fifty five. Yeah, well, at one forty five is gonna look super tall. Um, the thing with Dan Hooker was this guy went on a crazy streak. So he won four in a row and then lost to Edson Barboza, who we know now is in the featherweight. So maybe the you know there might be a little rematch. <laughs> Hey, could happen down the road. But then he, he won three fights in a row after that. And so he basically he won seven out of eight. And in those seven fights, be guys like Jim Miller, Gilbert Burns, James Vick, Ali Quinta, and Paul Felder. And those are good, like those are good names, right? And especially the one that surprises most people is a Gilbert Burns win because Gilbert yep. Burns, that was his last loss in a while, right? Uh before losing to Kamaru. And then also the Paul Felder one is huge because we know how good Paul Felder is at striking and all that stuff. And the fact that Dan Hooker was able to outstrike him, it was a very close fight. And the same thing with the Dustin Poirier fight. That was a really close fight. I watched That was a crazy fight. And um, Dan Hooker lost. But, hey, you you could have given it to Dan Hooker easily. So um, that fight against Dustin Poirier made me a fan of Dan Hooker right away. It showed me that, man, like, like this guy can strike. So, yeah. With the best, um, yeah, exactly. So now you look at Arnold Allen, who technically is a kickboxer, so he's not even a ground guy. So that's why, for me, it's hard to see a way for Arnold Allen to win because most of his fights are all like decisions, and then he has submissions, right? So, yeah, maybe if he gets a submission like Islam did, well, he's probably not gonna go as, as crazy as Islam, right? Because Islam is on another level, but um, maybe we could see some, we, we could see Arnold 18? Allen. Because it's hard. Dan Hooker's eighteen. We'll see. It's just hard for me to see Arnold Allen finishing or winning by decision to Dan Hooker. I don't know what. Why so, you think Dan Hooker's either going to finish? Like you don't see it going to decision. No, no, no. That's you the just thing. don't if think it he'd win decision, it. If it goes to decision, I think Dan Hooker will win. Just because I feel like Dan Hooker, like he's he he's had battles and like the his his most recent losses. All come from a finish, so you have to finish Dan Hooker. I, feel like, I, I don't know. Counting that, I'm counting that fight, that fight to Dustin Poirier as like a, a a close fight, you know. So, hey, I don't know. I, I, but he's not in the lightweight anymore. He's going in the featherweight. Exactly, exactly. That weight cut that has it has to have implications. He hasn't been oh, there for, for six, sure. seven years. And like like you said, he, he's fought a lot of guys, and but he's also sustained a lot of damage. And yeah. I don't know. Dan Hooker's great, but. I got to go with the, the way Arnold Allen has been fighting, uh, yeah. the way his striking has looked. I could see, I could see it go to decision and Arnold Allen winning, but yeah. yeah, no, Dan Hooker, they're both good strikers. Uh, and Dan Hooker might have the better ground game because uh, he has no slouch yeah. on the ground either. So exactly. yeah, I could see it. I could like, I wouldn't be surprised if Dan Hooker won. Yeah. But me too with Arnold Allen, because I'm looking at Arnold Allen and I, to be honest, I thought he was a way heavier favorite. I thought he was a huge favorite because realistically you see him on this streak. This is his division, and then you have Dan Hooker, who's got a cut down, lost, mm-hmm. what, three of his last four fights. But he's a big name, Dan Hooker. That's why he's a favorite. Exactly. So maybe that's why, but realistically, I really like Dan Hooker. Um, I, the only thing – yeah, I'm, I'm kind of scared of his chin, but I'm scared of his chin, but I know that Arnold Allen is not a knock, knockout artist. Yeah. So, you know? So, no career KOs. Exactly. If you look at his losses that Dan Hooker suffered – you have Dustin Poirier that he like lost. It was close. It was a really close fight. And then Chandler, we know Chandler. Chandler's a good fighter, right? Yeah, Chandler's a good fighter. Chandler's a good fighter, right? And then you also have Islam, and that, that's just a different story. So, yeah. realistically, 
maybe Dan Hooker mentally he's on like he thinks like you know mentally he's mm-hmm. fix something. But if I had to bet, I feel like I go Dan Hooker, especially as an underdog. I'll I'll take Dan Hooker. He's not the underdog. He's the favorite. I thought you said Arnold Allen's the favorite. No, he or no, I kept saying he was at one point the underdog, Arnold Allen. But he's still the underdog. Dan Hooker's oh, one t- under one twenty one. Arnold oh, Allen's yeah? under one oh four. Wait, really? Okay. Arnold Allen was the underdog at one point. Yeah, Dan Hooker's the bigger name. Of course, you're gonna put him as a favorite. Really? Okay. Okay. Give me Dan Hooker, but no, that's kind of because it's not that much though. That's the thing. Yeah, but I I, I could definitely see Arnold Allen win. Like they're almost really even. Good. Yeah, this guy's good, man. I'm telling you, he's he's a good fighter. Listen, I'm going with the Englishman. If you can't tell, Eric, um, I'm going with all the Englishmen uh, so far. And there's still um, is Holly home fighting in this prelim? I don't even know. Is she? No. Take give me Holly home if she's fighting, or is it someone else? Is it? Um, I was looking at it before. Oh, uh, I recognize the name. Holly Holmes not playing. Oh, Molly McCann. Molly that, McCann. So that's she, uh, Patty, she, yeah. So that's Patty the Baddie's friend. That's yeah, 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 that's who. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she fought when uh, that's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. Holly Holm, but she's British too. Holly Holm, right? Or no? I no, I don't, I don't even so know. Either. No, I was thinking of this girl, the girl you yeah. just mentioned. She's Molly the one McCann, I'm thinking yeah. of because she fought last time on the same card with Patty. Yeah, I remember. So give me her too, if you want yeah, to throw her in your parlay. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go to the main event now, Eric. Oh, this is a good main event, heavyweight main event. Yeah. Uh, number six ranked Alexander Drago Volkov versus Tom Aspinall, the number 11th ranked heavyweight contender in the world. Eric, um, I think was Tom Aspinall. I'm not sure, but some one of these guys was the underdog originally. I'm not sure if it was Volkov or Aspinall. Uh, but they're both at even now under 112, both oh, at yeah. 112. So okay. it's an even even bet. Yeah, I, I forget who was that under. I don't know if it was Volkov or Aspidal. One of them was at uh, – one of them became the underdog, uh, but now they kind of even out the odds. <laughs> and, you know, why wouldn't they? This is going to be a close fight. Uh, but I see it one-sided, Eric. I honestly see it one-sided. Listen, Alexander Volkov, he's the taller guy. He's got the reach and the, uh, and the height, Eric, but he doesn't have the reach that he liked that he's used to, uh, when, when he's facing other guys, Tom Aspinall shorten that's, uh, that reach that he has. So it's not, it's not a reach advantage that he's used to. It's a much smaller advantage, uh, than yeah. the big ones that the bigger ones that he has. Cause he's a tall dude. <laughs> We've seen Volkov standing up. He's a tall dude. And, um, so, uh, we know he's got the slick round game. He's got the big front kicks to the body that we've seen him throw. He likes to lead a lot with his jab. Um, you know, his last fight versus, was it Marvin Tibura or Marcin yeah. Tibura? He won that fight. Not really an impressive look for him. Uh, he didn't look all too impressive when he uh, was able to beat him. And, um, you know, well, when he was fighting, what's his face? Sorogan. Yeah. He threw a lot of leg kicks, a lot, a lot of leg kicks. So maybe that's something he does. But, man, like, even though he has the KO power, He's going against Tom Aspinall, Eric, who's he's quickly rising through the heavyweight heavyweight ranks. Like this guy, I see a title shot very soon, <coughs> yeah. Eric, if he can continue this run. I mean, he's got the strong chin. Um, he is the smaller guy um, than than Volkov, of course. But um, yeah, you know, he's the fast paced striker. Uh, he's got powers in his hands, but he is fast paced, which is different. A lot of, a lot of heavyweight contenders in this division. He is a lot 
faster than most of them. He's also a black belt in jiu-jitsu, something you don't see a, a lot of heavyweights have. You know, um, his dad was, I think, one of the first guys to have a jiu-jitsu, uh, jiu-jitsu black belt in the UK. I think I was reading yeah. that. And so, um, oh, yeah. So he likes to back up his opponents, get him against the fence, and just start unloading with that fast-paced technical boxing that he has. And um, so that's what I expect him to, to do on Volkov. And Volkov, too, has terrible takedown defense, terrible takedown defense. And if Hasbrouck wants to take him to the ground, he will get him to the ground. No problem. So if he, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how he's looking at this fight, what his game plan is, if he's just going to go in there and try and stand up with Volkov and, you know, believe he's the better striker and faster then I could see him winning that way too. But I could also see him taking Volkov down and getting a TKO stoppage or something like that. So I just think Tom Aspal right now, his fight favors him. Uh, and I just like the matchup versus Volkov. And also, like, let's be honest, if this fight goes to decision, uh, they're going to give it to the young Englishman who's rising up rather than Volkov, who's Russian, especially now what's going on in Russia, too. Like, you might think that doesn't have any implications, but I really do think it might have implications if this goes to decision. I don't think they're going to give it to Volkov at all, uh, especially if this is like a close fight. If it's one-sided fight by Volkov, sure. But if this goes to decision and it's a close fight, whatever, yeah. Aspinall, I think, is going to get the win. Um, but yeah, you know, and who, who, who was with this? Darren Till was with his gym. Darren Till was with yeah. his gym. Yeah. He left Darren Till. So now their whole focus should be on Tom Aspinall, um, maybe a little on Mike Rundy, uh, who's also in the UFC, uh, uh, who's in that gym too. But um, yeah, I think he's getting all the focus right now. Uh, this is a big fight in his career. Uh, talk about like number six fighter in the world, Volkov, heavyweight contender. So if Aspinall is able to beat him, man, this could be, he could be very close to a title shot, two fights away from a title shot. If he fights some guy in the top five and then boom, it could be a title shot for him. So I think he knows what's uh, the importance of this fight. And I think he's going to go out there and just take this one. Uh, I would say, hmm, whoops. How am I going to say this fight ends? The five-round fight, right? Um, maybe like a... Man, because Tom Asbell doesn't wait long. He likes to finish his opponents early in the first round. Maybe like a second round... Second round... Second round KO... Second round TKO, TKO, KO, Memphis, second round. I mean, he doesn't like to wait. If you look at his fights, usually they end in the first round, but I think Volkov will be able to withstand the first round. Uh, maybe, and then, like, you'll see Aspinall put the force on him in the second, just start backing him up and just pick him apart and maybe get that clean hook on the chin or something like that and knock him out. So I'm going to go Aspinall, KO, TKO, second round. I'll say second, third round. Okay. Hopefully it's not first because it could be first, <laughs> the way Aspinall fights. No, but, no this uh... – I'm so excited for this fight because I feel like this is a perfect matchup for both fighters at the perfect time, right? So you have yeah. one guy, Alexander Volkov, who's always been at the top of the division, always been at the top, being some really, really good fighters. And then you have Tom Aspinall, who's a rising, super quickly rising up the yeah. ranks, right? Um, his last fight, he, he fought Spitvak. Spitvak fought Greg Hardy. We, we saw how dominant he can be. And yeah. um, Tom Aspinall finished him in two and a half minutes. So... Just show goes to show how good Tom Aspinall is. He didn't even take one strike from Spitvak, so that just shows. Like Spitvak didn't, he doesn't, he didn't even record a stat. So that's no. kind of crazy. And <laughs> record a stat, literally. So um, Tom Aspinall, 
Um, I just I've I watched a bunch of the highlights. I really like how he fights. The way he fights his ground game too. So oh, having yeah. a heavyweight that can do that, um, it just it just shows how good this heavyweight division is, especially when you have like Cyril gone already at the top, right? And Tom Aspinall and those new like I feel like those two guys are like the main. They're gonna be at the top for a while. A few, oh yeah, yeah, Tom Aspinall and Cyril. It's just the way they fight is so smooth, and like especially Tom Aspinall's ground game is really good too. So that that's a huge addition for him. Um, and and, and it is boxing because don't forget when he first started, he was he he was he was boxing at Tyson Fury's gym. So he has that Tyson Fury mentality. He's been boxing with Tyson Fury, so I feel like he's got that going. But you cannot sleep on Alexander Volkov. This guy, he's a beast. He has three losses in the UFC. One of them, Derek Lewis. He should have won that fight. Realistically, we we all know what happened last what five seconds. Yeah, he gets he gets to finish. Um, he has a loss to Curtis Blades. So the Curtis Blades loss is interesting to me because Curtis Blades, most fighters, if you can beat Curtis Blades, because Curtis Blades is a wrestling guy, right? So mm-hmm. if you can beat Curtis Blades, it show it shows that your wrestling is good enough, right? So and and you can like, not not your wrestling good good enough, but it can it shows that you have a certain level of wrestling or takedown defense, right? So, um. Losing to Curtis Blades, Bouncing, me, yeah, yeah, he lost, right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. lost to Curtis Blades. So that showed me that okay, he can get taken down and lose by decision. Mm-hmm. So Tom Aspinall can go that route, as you said, or he can go what Cyril Gon did. So um, especially it's a five rounder fight too. So just beat him by outstriking him. But Volkov's yeah. a really good striker. I think Cyril Gon's still a better striker than Tom Aspinall. But um, it's, in terms of Tom Aspinall, it's close, man. His striking's getting better. Tom Aspinall, he looks really, really exactly. good right now. And and the thing with Tom Asmo is his strikes are really good, and he's got that knockout power. Like he's got that mm. finishing touch. Sirogon's never really had that no. finishing finishing touch. So the fact that Tom Asmo has that, and obviously we know how he, he can be a huge star, especially he's just a if you watch an interview, super laid back guy, just does his thing, like very likable dude. So um, and his fighting style, the way he fights too, is super like fans are if if you watch him fight, you're gonna love love him. So. The thing with Volkov is Volkov's always been. If you beat Volkov, you're you're at, you're at the top. So I think Tom Aspinall, if he can beat Volkov in this fight, he's gonna be what ranked five or six, right? And is is definitely gonna shoot him up there. And my God, this heavyweight division now you have Taitui Vasa there, Cyril Gon and Gonu Miocic, um, Tom Aspinall, John Jones win exactly. John John Jones ever decides he wants to fight, you know exactly. So um, I'm super super hyped. Yeah, I know John Jones. That's weird. When it's he said he wanted to fight in twenty twenty two, right? Yeah, but, uh, so, there's, there's too much going on. So I, I don't think John Jones really. Tie man, that's crazy. Tied to Vasa, and like you said, beat Derek Lewis, knock him out with yeah. the uh, the elbows. Now he's up there. I don't think, even though I like Ty, I just don't yeah. think he can contend uh, with some of the top guys in this no, division. Exactly, exactly. He, I think Ty Tuivasa would. It's it's or not Ty, sorry, Tom, Tom Aspinall. Aspen, yeah, exactly. It's weird. I really thought Derek Lewis had that fight, uh, yeah. but I don't know, man. Because Derek Lewis is like when you talk about a guy with striking and knockout power, he's not very. He's not technical as we know. He lands that right yeah. hand, but he, what he got Dawkins, uh, yeah. uh, before that I forget who it was, um, but um, he, I don't know he was it Dawkins and then lost. Yeah, Curtis Blades and they lost to Surreal. Then beat Chris Dawkins, and uh, then got knocked out by Ty. Yeah, no, it's strange. Tom Aspel definitely the future here in the heavyweight alongside uh, Surreal. Yeah. And like you said, so uh, he's gonna win. I feel like he's gonna beat Alexander Volkov, 
and he's gonna jump in. Then he's gonna he's gonna be one fight away, I think, from a title shot. Honestly, the way like I don't know. Yeah. There's so many like the, the heavyweight. There's so many questions when Stipe Miocic is gonna come back. Who he's gonna fight? Maybe Tai Tuivasa. He's called him out. Uh, and you know who, ta- who? Let's say Tom Aspinall beats Volkov. Like who would he fight next? You know, who would he fight next? Realistically, hey. I don't know who you fight uh, next. There's a lot of people you could fight. Realistically, if you want, you can put him against Miocic. Gone, right? Winner of that gets the title that's shot. True. That's true. That's gonna be a really because I I feel like Gone's at a certain level right now. Like you have Gone, and then you have Gone right under, right? So um, I feel yeah. like there's so many good matchups that can be made in this heavyweight division, especially with Tom Aspinall rising so quickly. Especially if you yeah. can get a finish right here, because realistically, Volkov, people know his ceiling. His ceilings are already like people know what it is. He's going to be this guy that, that he's always going to be the, the top, like, 10, right? He's yep. going to be able to beat most of, like, five out of these top 10 fighters, right? He's going to be able to beat most of them. But um, obviously, but he can't beat the top of the top just because exactly. he, he's a one-dimensional. He's a boxer at this point, right? He's a yeah. big boxer with big front kicks, and but uh, with knockout power. And uh, some guy like Sorok, like, he, I don't think he would ever be able to beat Sorogon if they ever fought again uh, and stuff like that. So just getting... With technical striking, technical kickboxing, it's, he's a guy that can't con- compete. But um, so that's that. There's four fights on the main card. Yeah. Uh, so your parlay, if you should look something like Gunnar Nelson. Um, this would be my primary parlay. Would be Gunnar Nelson, uh, Patty, uh, Arnold Allen, and um, Tom Aspinall. However. You could make another parlay that has Takashi Sato on it. Um, you know, I would I would put Takashi Sato. The only, what do you think is your potential, your potential upset? For me, it, I I think Dan Hooker's got it. To be honest, no, he's not an upset. I'm talking about like Gunnar Nelson versus Takashi Sato because they're almost four to one. Sato or Vargas versus Patty. I don't, I don't. I can't see Patty losing. To be honest, I feel like the UFC wouldn't allow that either. Like I just can't see Patty losing. You know, it's, okay. it's just so like you know what I mean. Like this guy, there's no way it ends right away. Like it just started. The Patty show just started. There's no way. It yeah, ends. it's just so, tough when it's two four to one fighters. It ruins your odds for a good parlay, good payout. But listen, Takashi Sato, I look at because he is a good striker. Gunnar Nelson is not going to want to strike with him though. He's going to want to take him down. But if he does end up getting pieced in the first round. That could be an upset. So look at Takashi Sato as a potential uh, upset. If you want to put him on another parlay uh, with low money, he can give you some money because he's a plus 290. Uh, and yeah. And so Gunner, Patty Arnold for me, Eric is Dan Hooker. You trust in Eric. And then uh, we both have Tom Aspinall. So that is a nice little parlay for UFC fight night in London this weekend. Should be a good one. Everyone's watching. I'm hyped for this one. Definitely going to be watching this one. Uh, just love, love the English fighters, Eric. Uh, there's, yeah. I, I, I want the English fighters to grow. I want them to, uh, I want them to, to, to have some stars in the UFC here from England. And so I'm, I'm rooting for them, you know, I'm rooting for them, bring it home, bring it home to the country, okay. to the homeland. Uh, and so, yeah, that has been another episode of the Tib and Zhang show episode 63 yeah. UFC fight night in London. So, th- so thank you for listening to us on Spotify or here on YouTube if you were watching with us. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. <gasps> Roll the outro. <laughs>